Simple and Deep, a podcast about the power of engaging our story to love fully. I'm your host, Wisteria Edwards, and I'm happy you're here. Let's get started. This last week, my kindergartners and I have reached the week called Discipline on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. This is one of my favorite weeks for a couple reasons. First, this is the week that I found in a green folder at the Fred Rogers Archive, and it was the notes that Fred Rogers wrote out in longhand on legal papers that said, Discipline 1980 to 1981. And these were his actual notes that he took while speaking with his mentor, Margaret McFarlane, and that he compiled all of his best practices and ideas surrounding the topic of discipline. Now, most of you would think about discipline being what children experience when they do something incorrect. But Fred took it further, and he talked about the fact that everything that we do in life that is worth something is a discipline, even being quiet and reflecting. It is a chosen discipline. Often when someone would come onto the neighborhood that was a musician or craftsman, he would always ask them what they had been interested in as children and what kind of effort it took to become good at what they did. And most of the time, people would talk about how it wasn't always fun to start practicing an instrument or a skill. But after a while, they were able to express themselves through feelings and their emotions. Often, these would be skills that they had used from very young childhoods, many usually from the time they were kindergarten or above. It's so inspiring to have children watching this and hearing it for the first time. I see that look of wonder come across their face where they realize that could be me. That could be something that I'm doing right now or something that I'm about to learn. The day before, we had just watched Fred as he had gone to the place where he usually swam and see his discipline. He had made a promise to himself for over 10 years. And every morning for about 25 minutes, he would swim laps in the pool. He spoke about the rituals and the routines that he'd go through, reminding children that routines and rituals are a wonderful thing. We can predict them, we can count on them, and we find security in them. During this time of COVID, kind of in between, some of us are in distance learning, some of us are in hybrid models. A lot of our disciplines, rituals, and routines have been completely thrown off. And so this episode is to remind you that simple and deep practices are what is best for us. I got in the habit of journaling about five, six years ago, actually. What's amazing to me about my journals is they're a reflection of my heart, a reflection of my learning, my deepest desires, my struggles, my prayers. I would copy and still do quotes that I find on Instagram, wonderful, amazing ideas from books that I'm reading, or even ideas for my upcoming book. They're a friend, a place where I can go to be comforted. I fill them with color and washi tape and all sorts of wonderful things. If I get a, a love note from a child or um, an encouragement from a parent, I will print it off and stick it right in there. Pictures of my students off of my phone, whatever. But it's it's a part of me. It's a routine, a ritual. 
I would do my Bible study. I would write these things out and then I would come back to them. And what was so beautiful about this whole process for me is that it was my own. I didn't have to look at how somebody else was doing it and make it just like theirs. And I think we talk about wanting to be unique, but in so many ways we want to conform. We look at Instagram and we're like, oh, okay, this is what she's doing with her bullet journal. So I'm going to go over and I'm going to buy one and try it myself. And then all of a sudden I don't do very well with it or it doesn't work for me. So I feel like a failure and then I buy something else and then I see that it's not working. And and I think we have to stop and realize that each one of us has certain things that make us feel like home, certain things that make us feel calm. I know that my friend Becca is always out walking. I know some other friends that are always running, some that love to rock climb, others that love to paint. Some like to compose music. Others like to be at the dog park with their dog. Those are all things that matter. And I just want to encourage you that we are in a world full of multitasking. And research is showing us now that the brain does better when we focus on one thing. How many of you have seen a lot about mindfulness? If you haven't, you probably haven't been on social media It's one of the things that we're really trying to bring to the forefront in our classrooms to help children regulate and understand what's going on in their bodies. We have so many noises coming out at us every single moment, lots of opinions, lots of things to distract us. And so even over Zoom right now with 22 five and six-year-olds, we are talking about mindfulness. For instance, Uh, Go Noodle has some great mindfulness practices where they have to focus on a dot or focus on the sound of a bell. And it's been really amazing to me in my classroom too, the children that are really struggling uh, with attachment and attunement have a very difficult time focusing on these skills. If they're trying to do balance, they fall over. If they want them to quietly reflect, they cannot because really that peace and that quiet feels absolutely completely wrong to their brain if their brain is used to chaos. And even just quiet can be really unnerving to some children and some people. I am someone that used to always need to fill the space. Some people might argue that I still do, but I really have seen quite a bit of change in me as I've healed my own wounded heart, that there is so much strength in a pause. There is so much of a gift that we can receive in silence. Did you know that our brains actually repair in silence? We actually synthesize better if we take a minute to think. When Yo-Yo Ma came on to the neighborhood, Fred Rogers comes back into the television house afterwards and he says, let's just stop and think about what we just experienced, what we just heard. And there's just this beautiful, reverent joy that comes over him. He talks about being an appreciator. And I think we are so busy that we don't even stop to appreciate the tiny little things that come across our path. So this week, as we've been talking about discipline, He said some things that really stuck out to me. One of them is, I like to keep my promises. But as he was talking about that, he was talking about the promises he makes to himself. 
I think sometimes we feel guilty for self-care. If we were raised in a house where we had to make other people happy or we walked around on eggshells all the time, it's very difficult to love and serve our hearts because we think it's selfish, but it's not. Think about the people that you love the most, the people that you want to reach out and make a huge impact in their lives, whether it's your children, your colleagues, your spouse, um, your significant other, whomever it might be. How are they going to be loved best if you are an empty bucket? So I've been looking at this concept and asking myself, what if when I did something, I only focused on that one thing? So I'm going to give you a couple of tips to end our time together. The first one is a great strategy that actually I've got both of these from Hope Writers, which is a wonderful community of writers online that I would suggest you check out if you're interested in writing, but they've absolutely been life-changing for me. The first one is the done list. Now, all of us are used to to to-do lists, right? I'm the queen of the post-it notes, so I'll have a million post-it notes all over my desk, and then I have to kind of go through them and, and categorize, and it's like triage, trying to figure out which ones are more important than the others. I even have so many that they're coded with colors, so I know if they're really pressing or not. Anywho, Emily Freeman, I think, is the one that did this idea, but she basically said, instead of doing a to-do list, do a done list. So you can only have a list that has things on it that you have accomplished. So for instance, if I wanted to do some Pilates and then eat lunch and then vacuum, let's say those are the three things, I would not put that on the list until I've done it. So then I can see that list growing with things that are already done and they're already accomplished. And I think that oftentimes we give ourselves a laundry list of things to get done or that we want to accomplish And we set ourselves up for failure. And perfectionism is a form of self-loathing. So we have to be really careful that we don't set ourselves up to fail. I've used this in my writing when it comes to writing a chapter or a segment or things as simple as getting some chores done around the house. It is amazing what happens when you decide that you're only going to focus on one task. If you're going to eat a meal, just eat the meal. If you're going to look through your email, just look through your email. Something that's also helped me is to set a timer. I set a timer for 59 minutes. And I know you're like, why 59 minutes? And I've actually had some people ask me this on my blog. The reason is I have a ritual. I have a routine of what I do once I hit the 60 minute mark or the 59 minute. I actually um, have it go off on my phone. It has the little chime. And then I I clap twice. I this bump, and then I flip a card over that has pictures of Fred on them. And it's my way of telling myself, yes, I did it. I made it another hour. So I told one of the guys on my blog, it takes me at least a minute to go through my whole ritual process of flipping the card, fist bumping, and giving myself a little, you know, applause. But it's really just celebrating that I accomplished that. I did that. And when we're multitasking all the time, looking at our phone, trying to listen to our kids, trying to make dinner, trying to do all those things... It's what makes us flooded. It's what makes us frustrated and angry with ourselves. I think our our body is telling us a lot of the times, please stop. Please just stop for a minute and only focus on one thing. So that's my 
my hope for you this week is that you can find one thing to focus on at a time. As you're driving your car, mindfully drive your car. Maybe I'm the only person that's ever got to a place and realized I never even remember driving my car there. Maybe I'm the only one. But it's called mindfulness. When a child is speaking to you, look them in the eyes and listen. When a colleague is telling you about a really crappy thing that happened over the weekend, look at them and really pay attention to what they're saying to you. I post this same scenario to my kindergartners. And I said, I know that many of you have a lot of things in front of you. How about you clear your space, keep your eyes on Mr. Rogers the whole time and not do anything else. And they did it. I could see it. I would check in with them and there they were watching and listening. Young children are much better at this than we are. Have you ever watched a young child watch a fish tank? It's pretty incredible. They have laser focus. Once upon a time, someone asked Mr. Rogers, what have you learned from children? And he said, everything. I've learned everything. So let's take the example of a child to simplify, to go deep, and to understand that simple and deep really is best. Find those little places to slow yourself down, to appreciate, and to know that you matter right in this moment. And whatever you're doing in this moment matters. Take good care, friends. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us this week on Simple and Deep. Make sure that you visit my website, wisteriaedwards.com, where you can subscribe to receive updates about my upcoming book, Waiting for Mr. Rogers. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, I'd appreciate you giving it a rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to it, or simply tell a friend about the show too. That would be a great help. Till next time, take care.